A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's only us. Clinton Baptista and his wonderful assistant, Linda Pollock. She's here, ladies and gentlemen. Too kind, too, too kind. Oh, Linda. Hello, my love. Hello. How are you? Little kiss? Uh, no. No? OK. Not that kind. Does, does, doesn't matter. None taken. Linda, what have you been doing, my love? I have been to see Taylor Swift, but no, I did not spend £600 per ticket. No, I didn't. I spent quite a lot of money still, though. IMAX took the nieces. Oh! Oh, lovely. What did they make of it? Oh, one of them was dressed up like Taylor Swift and she oh, sang along like she was at a concert. It was great and it was dead loud, so oh. no, one, no one was disturbed by it. I would like to go and see a really good pop concert yeah. like that. Did she? Because I saw something on, what was it? TikTok or something. Does she come on and she's bri- brightly lit and she looks like a white ghost or something? Yeah, there's one bit there yeah, where she's like that. Yeah. So it's not it's like quite gothic at times. But, but it's IMAX and it's and it's sort of what is it broadcast from elsewhere or something? No, it's a film that they've made. Oh, it's not live. No. Do you know what, kids? I cannot keep up with the modern world. It's a film about her life. It's a concert film. Oh, okay. So it's like being at the concert, except not quite as expensive. I've got it. I've got it now. But it was really good. The sound was incredible. Yes, yes. Um, she can do a spectacle, can Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I just think she's so likable. Very beautiful. Who did she go out with? A British? Didn't she go out with a British? Joe Alwyn, and she went out with that fella that played Loki. Right. Okay. I always think. I always feel a little bit. She's got a thing about English accents, apparently. Has she? Mm. What mine? <laughs> Any? I don't think she's tried Bolton. You know, she does have a London boy. Famously, there's a song. I could have sworn I saw up at Bolton that the uh, Greg's there. The I would love way. to see that. <laughs> you know, um, I always feel a bit responsible for English people when they go out with Americans like that. You know, and, and didn't. Um, well, well, there was of course the one who went out with um, Russell. Brand, what's her name? Katie Perry. Katie Perry. And then she went out with the wooden plank, Orlando oh, Bloom. Yeah, didn't she's she? kind of still with him, isn't she? They got is a baby. She? Yeah. Oh, is she? 
she? Mm. I always feel responsible. I don't want our lads to kind of... Don't let the side down, guys. Don't let the side down. It was, because Taylor Swift is now going out with someone who's like an old, beefy American, yeah, football. American footballer. But actually, and at first I thought, oh, God, he's a bit, ooh, he's a bit scary. Because she normally goes out with kind of pretty... Yeah. ...delicate sort of boys, doesn't well, she? that sounds a little bit like me, doesn't it? So, <laughs> tell me, would you ever go out with a jock? Or do you I've prefer... I've got nothing in common with the sportsman, really. You're not really interested in that sufficiently? Not really, no. I, I don't like it. I don't... I just think if you go out with a sportsman, you go out with all his team as well and it cannot be asked. No. Tell me this. Since we're on the subject, mm. what sort of man is your ideal man? Now, I know Eduardo <laughs> is listening. Eduardo? What's his name? Emilio. Emilio. Tell Emilio about Eduardo. <laughs> Sorry, Eduardo. Try to keep them separate. Didn't Eduardo go out with the lady? Uh, yeah, who, he was yeah, that pirate ghost. The pirate guy. Go on, tell me, tell me. What, do you, what, what kind do you like, I you like, fellas at home listening to I this? Like, I like funny. Yeah, sounds like me. Fun. Less so. I like slightly um, uh, unpredictable. Yes. Um, I like I like uh, boys that like taking me out to films. Men who like taking me out to films. Yes, yes. Um, I like them to find me devastatingly attractive and hilarious. When you say you like a surprise, what, like somebody's not going to just go... Unpredictable. Oh, I don't want to yeah. go, oh, it's Thursday, it must be, oh, what is it, uh, pizza night. I don't want to yeah, do that. No. I want them to say, Linda, get your glad drags on, I'm taking you out. Yes, they might end up taking you to the bingo, but yeah. still, it was something you would not oh, expect when you woke up that morning. That's what I'm doing wrong. Very open-minded, Linda, isn't she, for quite an elderly lady? You've I got try, quite I try a, to keep young. a young outlook. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we had lots of uh, uh, correspondence and various people letting us down again, not speaking to us. What's matter. going on? I don't know. People how got... did you not see it coming? Good point. Hi, Clinton and Linda. Out of interest, I thought... This is from Jamie Evans. I thought I'd look up Sally Morgan on YouTube after hearing you impersonating her on the podcast, my darling. Sadly, since then, my YouTube feed and social media is all overwhelmed with psychic Sally. What can I do, my darling, to exercise this wench from my social account? Oh, that's unkind. Oh, my darling, you've got to do something, my darling, because I'm seeing a car <laughs> glancing off your forehead. His head's everywhere. <laughs> your head's gone all over the road. It's like a smashed pumpkin, darling. <laughs> it's like with Halloween round the corner, someone's come and smashed it all up. Is that a comfort you, my darling? Is that it's all bleeding, all the eyes hanging out anyway? <laughs> that was just a chance to do Psychic Sally Morgan, who is, of course, fabulous. Let's get to the spooky now. Bite size shivers. Oh. I think this is probably 300 quid with from Fate and Fortune, nothing to fear, Hannah Sharrett. He'd shown up twice when I was unhappy and struggling, but who was that stranger in the top hat, says Hannah, of, who's 33, by the way, in case you wanted a um, date of birth. Yeah. Sitting in my dad's pickup truck, a wave of sadness hit. I was 12, and we were moving from the only home I remembered. Just as Dad started the engine, I noticed a man in a top hat and tails in the darkness on his side of the truck. Sausages. Who's, who's that? that? I asked. Dad looked. Dad, there's no one there, he shrugged. But I could see the man. He was waving at me. We'd driven about 400 yards up the road when I spotted him again, this time on my side of the car, standing at the cemetery gates, 
beckoning me inside. Now, almost immediately, stop music for a second. Almost immediately, this just sounds like... Pervert. Some, no, someone just tossed this off. Oh, how can I earn 300 quid? I know. Top We're in the van. Top hat. Graveyard. Cemetery beckoning me in. I don't... Stat. Who was he? How had he beaten us up the road? And why did he want me to enter the cemetery? Oh, Mum and Dad were used to me seeing and hearing odd things. I'd heard voices for as long as I could remember. And I had lots of imaginary friends, too. So have I, still to this day. Uh, maybe don't mention these voices to anyone else, Mum warned. Worried people would think me batty. A few months later, Dad, a builder, invested in three former plague houses to renovate because oh, he was a builder. what a lot of bollocks. <laughs> they were on the edge of the cemetery where the man had waved at me. It was like he'd been showing me the future. Well, it, it, what was he saying? Oh, this is a nice little oh, prospect God. for this, your dad. This is, this is too easy. He bought plague houses. I was seeing girls that were beckoning me into the cemetery. Can, can, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, Hannah Sharrett. It's a load of nonsense, isn't a it? A year or so later, oh. at a family funeral, I noticed the funeral director's outfit and realised it was like the clothes my mysterious beckoning man had worn. When I was in my early 20s, one of my cats was poisoned and died. Not long after, another cat didn't come home. And within weeks, a third was run over. My cats so were to carry your cats. <laughs> my cats were my babies, and I was so distressed. Then one night, I dreamt that I left my body and walked downstairs. She's just thinking, nearly finished this. I'll be three hundred quid better off. What can I do now? Ah, dead cats. Dead cats. I find only three cats happily eating out of their bowls. As I stroked them, I felt so grateful I'd been allowed to see them one more time. Get this: as I turned to go, I saw a familiar figure by the front door, wearing a top hat. Aye, ah, he said. We meet at last. I felt no fear, only a mix of joy, awe and connection. I could see he felt it too. So That's we... really strange. I've since done my research and I think the top-hatted man is my spirit guide. Yeah, fair enough. He physically showed himself when I was sad, leaving my first house and again when I lost my oh. cats. I'm now learning tarot and hope to tune in my psychic abilities with the help of my smartly dressed friend. OK, that was shite. I, I was admit it. half-hearted bollocks. Uh, that was half-hearted. Th this is one bit more for you, right? Let's go for this one. This is called Struggling Soul, and it is about cats. Oh. It was chores day. Sloshing soapy water over the bonnet, I started to scrub the car. Sexy. Meow came a barely audible cry from my back garden. Not a euphemism. No. I decided to investigate. There, in the long wet grass, sat the tiniest black and white kitten. Poor little mate, I cooed carefully, cradling him in my hand and taking him indoors for something to eat. He appeared to be missing an eye. Oh, my darling, his eyes come out. You've obviously been through a lot, I told my new furry friend. I'm going to call you Buster. So the next day I took him to the vet and she told me he had cat flu and a badly ulcerated eye. Oh, you don't say. I also think he was thrown... I also oh. think he was thrown out of a moving car. Oh, my darling, he was thrown out of a moving car. He said on the curb, is that a comfort to you? <laughs> I felt sick to my stomach. How could someone do that? Thankfully, after the treatment from the vet and lots of TLC and a huge bill, if I know vets, <laughs> from me, Buster started to thrive. He was feisty too, even squaring up to my three-year-old cat, Tiggy, much to her amusement. But before I could take Buster to get his jabs, he became listless. An infection, the vet explained, hospitalising him for intravenous oh, fluids and no. heavy bills. 
Every day I would phone and ask anxiously how Buster was. Expensive, came the reply. But on the fifth day, the vet had bad Very news. Do you know what? Hold on a sec. Just stop for a second. It's a nice old owner for that vet. Honestly, I do have some insurance for my dog mm. in Art Miracle. But in days gone past, I had a little uh, Norfolk Terrier and we took him to the vet, right? This is, must be... This must be 15 years ago, and he he, he was a he was a um, a purebred Norfolk Terrier, which yes. is never good. Yeah, because they they bred you know brothers and sisters, and they get epilepsy and all that. You have was, a lot of defects, don't you? A lot they? of defects. And he was very very ill. He was lovely, and we took him to the bloody vet, and it was like an absolute emergency. He was on his d- death's door. Anyway, spent the night there. Next morning, 333 pounds, please. Just just for him to stay there overnight. I don't think they did much with wow. him. Wow, I actually think that's quite cheap. What are you talking about? I took one of my cats, because she speared herself on a sharp-end stick. Right. I took her in uh, to be cleaned up. Yes. She had a tetanus injection. Yeah. No stitches. What, they just left it in there, the spear? No, they? they'd made sure it was clean. Oh, and they said it's that. pretty better if it just knits together by itself. Right. 150 quid. That was without an overnight stay. Just a minute. That sounds quite good, doesn't it? 150 quid to do that? I think that's quite good money. To do put you not... a bit of TCP on it. Well, hold on. Do you... And give an embarrassing haircut. Do you, um... I do pay every month You pay insurance. insurance. And it still costs you 150 quid? Yes. Well, that is a bloody rip-off. I'd get that bill and... Nearly cheat myself. That's what would happen here. Sorry, let's get Anyways, back to this story. where story. were we? This uh, sorry, that'd be, be oh, boring uh, hearing about Mr. insurance, Oh, here we go. It? Oh, this is going to be sad now. But I think we've, we've, we've bored you. We've earned it. Of... <laughs> every day I would phone and ask anxiously how Buster was. But on the fifth day, the vet had bad news. The bad news is it's 333 quid <laughs> <laughs> for doing fuck all. I'm sorry, she said gently. Buster has passed away. Not as sorry as we are in the vets. We're coining it in with that one. Uh-huh. We think it was a virus. Caught, caught there, probably. I was beside myself with grief, especially as I'd read an article by a vet about the passing of animals. Needless detail. He believed, he believed, now this is true, this is true, he believed when people left a pet to be euthanised, 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 and didn't take the animal's body home straight away, its spirit would wonder why it had been abandoned. Those he was fed up with fucking away your dead dogs, that's what it was. Those bloody pets, they'll charge you for a ghost of a cat in there. <laughs> Sorry to say, sir, the ghost of a cat's been here, that's another 600 quid. Poor Buster had been away from me for five days. That will mount up! It hurt me so much to think he was feeling lost and unloved. My son Edward, 26, don't don't care, dug Buster a little grave in the garden as we said our final goodbyes. Oh, that's lovely. He shoveled the earth back into place and I noticed a robin flying up and down between the trees in the garden. Do not say that the robin is the cat. Could be. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. When robins appear, loved ones are near, I smiled, recalling the sweet saying... Hold on, I've never heard that saying in my (laughs) life. Just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's true. When robins appear, loved ones are here. And when cats appear, vets are f***ing dear. (laughs) I smiled, recalling the sweet saying, not a saying, and wondering if it could be a sign from Buster. I tried to take a picture of the little bird, but it kept fluttering around. Then looking through the photos on my phone afterwards, I gasped. There wasn't a robin to be seen. <gasps> Instead, there was the image of a big old grey ghost cat sitting in the cock of a tree. So Linda, the picture. <laughs> it looks like a tree. What I don't understand is, she said it was a black and white cat, and a, bit, and a, a grey cat, and a kitten. And this is a big it, old grey. It doesn't even look like it looks translucent. It doesn't even look like anything. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, the photo is undeniable proof." Well, you say that. <laughs> 
Not really. I'm going to deny it. Buster had found his way home, and Spirit Cat had been waiting oh. to guide him over, over the, the Rainbow, Rainbow Bridge to a peaceful afterlife. It's been three months since we lost Buster, but I still comfort in knowing he was he wasn't alone when he passed over. But that is not a ghost cat. Three hundred quid, though. I'll have three hundred quid for that. That'll towards <laughs> towards vet, veterinary you know, fees. The message I got from that what? is spay and. Neuter your bloody yes, cats, yes, poor yes. kittens wandering this earth, and sure. doomed to be uh, busters. Well, I Stop don't. It. I don't know what it is in that photo, but it was actually a rectangular shape, not the shape of a cat. Now this is thrilling. Now, do you remember? You might. A lot of you might remember this fellow, Johnny Awesome, and he was a finalist on BGT Brits Got Talent in 2017. I met him at the Southport Comedy Festival, oh, yeah. where I was headlining, sold the place out, and he was supporting me. And what a lovely fellow he was is here he is now I'm here in Southport with Johnny Orson you will know him people, regulars on the comedy circuit will have seen him and he asked what did you do on BGT Johnny I got to the semi-final and was very funny He's very funny on BGT. <laughs> How do you play those people at their own game? I mean, isn't there a chance you'd go on there and if they decide, oh, we need a fall guy, you know, they're going to make you it. But it's a hell of a risk, isn't it? I mean, you're a very brilliant comedian, but there is a chance if they go, oh, at a meeting, they go, oh, we do need someone to make, make them look a dick. It could be you. It could be you. That's, a different, that's, that's a different show. It was funny because before I went on, I actually rehearsed tons and tons at home to, to get ready to go and audition. And yeah. what I was doing was, I was setting at random on my laptop the sound of a buzzer going off. Right. So that when it went off, I just would keep going and I'd train myself to not be phased by it because I was convinced that if I went and someone buzzed, I didn't want it to like fall apart. I wanted and to just keep doing my act. And then when I went and did it, yeah. no one buzzed. And it, that almost oh, threw me. And did you also sort of train yourself to have a rictus grin when the very brilliant Amanda Holden was talking to you <laughs> and maybe stop squinting, looking at her lips? Was that another another way of <laughs> coping with things? See, it's difficult for me, this, because they were really nice to me. They, they gave me good comments, which I use yeah. often when I'm trying to you get can, corporate can, work, so I don't really want to have a go at them. John, quite understandably, Johnny does not want to slag them off, but don't worry, folks, I'll ask him in private, and I'll report back to all of you <laughs> when he's gone. <laughs> go on, Johnny, so tell me, you have got something quite scary to tell me, and I'm not talking... I did now. have a fight. I'm not talking now about Simon's plastic surgery. Tell us about the really scary thing. I did have a fright one okay, night. one second. Linda, in the studio, put on the spooky music as Johnny regales us. Oh, that is spooky, isn't it? Yes. That's really added to it. I've Get on hairs on the back. All right. Get on with it. So I was driving home from a show once. Okay. And I was listening to a different podcast that used to be on called... Oh, Danny Robbins, was it? <laughs> Danny Robbins doing his on cami, was it? Go on. It was called The Parapod. Oh, I know. Is that With Dodds? Barry Dodds. Barry Dodds, yes. And <clears throat> Ian Boldsworth. Oh, now, yes. I was driving back from some show, and I remember I was going through a lot of sort of country roads and things like that. Yeah. It was very dark. It may be quite late, you know, one, two in the morning. Yes, I know. I was listening to the Parapod, and there was all sorts of stuff on there about ghosts and ghouls and stories and things like that, and it very much was in my mind, I think. Yes, yes. When I got home, 
I remember everyone was asleep in my house. My wife and my kids were all asleep. So I thought I need to be really quiet. Yeah. I left all my stuff downstairs and I crept upstairs. And because it was late, I thought I was just going to kip in the spare room so I don't wake uh, my I wife know. up. Yes, yes. So I went into the spare room. I didn't put the light on. Right. Because I was carrying a few things with me. And in front of me was like a figure. Good God. Like a robed figure. Yes. And I... How should I put this? Yeah. Shit myself. Yeah, really. And thought, it's a ghost and this house is haunted. And I turned the light on. And what? And my wife was drying a dressing gown which she'd hung on a hanger oh, in the room. And that's the end of the story. Yes. The really spooky thing would have been if you'd gone in there and slit her throat as a result. <laughs> But don't worry, we'll go with the dress again. You did, what did you say to her next morning, or did you scream and sort of wake her up? No, but I was like, you know, are you fucking joking? Like, right, are you yeah. trying to kill me kind of thing? And she just hadn't given it any thought. She obviously just hung it up there. But it was the fact, I think, yeah. that I'd been listening to that other podcast okay. and it had put it all in my head, you know. Right. You know when you rehearse for those buzzers to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you, don't worry, I'm going to give you the golden shower to go through <laughs> to the final. Uh, Johnny Awesome, he is awesome. Is there anything else that's scary just to rescue? Well, I mean, scary, I mean to tell us. I've got to go open for you in a minute in right. Southport at the Comedy Festival. Yes, well, Johnny's going to open for me. Uh, that's not a euphemism. That's literally what he's going to do on stage. And I will be on stage very, very shortly. I'll let you know how it goes. The fans, you'll, you'll no doubt know. Uh, all right, thank you, Johnny. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Namaste. Never again. Back now to my favourite publication, Take a Break, Fate and Fortune, a bite-sized shiver <laughs> Uh Haunted once a year. Turns out our spooks weren't appearing at random. They were keeping a schedule. <laughs> By Kirsty Ranson, 41, if you would please listen. I was woken by my son Apollo, perfectly normal name. Yeah. Then four. At some point in the night, he crawled into bed between me and his dad, Jamie. The boy in my room told me to get up, Apollo explained. He wanted to play. Jamie and I exchanged glances as I reached my phone to post about the incident on Facebook. Why it's the natural thing to do. <laughs> Why do people do that? Why, why do that? Your son He's a comes Facebook in. Mom. Oh, I can't bear that. I mean, you know, the poor kid. <laughs> and what does she do? She goes and posts it on Facebook, the silly. It wasn't the. Fuck, I'm talking It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the first thing to have happened in our Victorian terrace in Pilar Gateshead. I'd noticed weird stuff since my ex and I had moved there back in 2004. So she's in Gateshead. So yeah. that's Apollo. 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 When my eldest son Charlie, now 16... So, a... eldest son is Charlie, little boy, Apollo. Charlie yeah. and Apollo. Yeah. I'm guessing different dads. No judgment. Oh, yes. No judgment, but they're not from the same factory, those names, are they? No, that's right. No, no judgment, just an No judgment, it is, isn't it? It's, it's very odd. What did... Oh, one of my cousins has had a, a baby recently. I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> 
Strange uh, name. When my eldest son, Charlie, now six, he was a baby, I got upstairs to put his blanket back over him, eh? Only to find that someone had already done it. Sounds like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'd heard footsteps a few times What? Now, that is a bit spooky. Someone had already done it. I'd heard footsteps a few times whilst alone in the house and our pets frequently reacted to something I couldn't see. It wasn't constant. Months would go by without incident. And when my new boyfriend, Jamie, moved in back in 2014, I'd been sceptical. Until one day after he'd shut the cats, Bruce and Billy, even the cats gave normal names. Yeah, that's right. He'd shut the cats in the utility room for the night. Both cats walked into our bedroom. They kind of unlocked the door, Jamie frowned. One evening in January this year, our Hungarian Vizlar dog, Leo, suddenly started trembling and frantically trying to climb my legs. He looked petrified like he was desperate to get away from something or someone I couldn't see. What is it, boy? I asked in, in Welsh. <laughs> After I'd calmed down, I posted about his freak out on, on Facebook. Facebook. What's the matter with this woman? <laughs> Just as I did so... Hang on, I need to sort this out. To Facebook. <laughs> Just as I did so, the time hop. I bet she did that thing. Mm, really feeling sad <laughs> and not not being specific. Don't. What's the matter, Pat? Ghosts. Oh, you, you know. okay, hon? You okay, hon? <laughs> Call me, hon. <laughs> just as I did so, the time hop feature. What is this? An app of a bloody Facebook? Yeah, it's just, just as Mark Zuckerberg in disguise. The, <laughs> the time hop feature popped up, showing me posts from the same date on previous years. That was when I gasped. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. On 14th of January 2013, I posted about hearing footsteps before remembering the kids were at their dad's. On the 14th of January 2014, I posted about hearing footsteps again while home alone, the same 14th of January 2015. On the 14th of January 2016, I'd written, cats freaking out, hissing at nothing. The post from 14th of January 2017 was two power cuts and someone walking about. And on the 14th of January, I feel like I'm living her Facebook in real life. And <laughs> uh, 14th of January 2020 was the day Apollo had been told to get out of bed by an, a ghostly voice. Well, yeah, because she's a witch. I'd known the spooky activity came and went, but it's only now I realise it happened every year on the same date. Asking around, it seems our spook might be a previous owner who was obsessed with that date. With and, Facebook. And with Facebook, <laughs> like you, my love. Now, have you ever looked at old posts of yours on Facebook and thought, God, that's dated badly, I've got to get rid of that? I don't go on Facebook anymore. Why? Because oh, it weirdo. bores my arse off. Yes. I don't believe... There are some people, yeah. right, who I'd like to stay friends with, yeah. so I'm not going to be specific. Oh, yes, go on. But they seem to live their life on Facebook and I don't believe it. I don't believe if your life is that happy, you would be posting about it all the time. Who are you trying to, who are you trying to show off okay. to? OK, I'm going to take a different view here. I'm a big fan of Facebook. As you know, I'm on... Well, you don't know because you're not on not Facebook on anymore. But I'm on it quite a lot, trying to sell the show, trying to sell this podcast. Yeah. And I do put things up there and sometimes I think, oh, it's a little bit too personal. Yeah. But I like it and I've met a lot of very dear friends Ugh. through Facebook. I've seen too many posts of, like, me and this one out on the town again. Yes. Oh, just want to say how much I love this guy. Tell him then. Tell him. He's right there. Tell yeah. him. Okay. Why are you telling us? Um, here's a picture of my... I mean, he was cute when he was a baby, but here's another picture of him. Yeah. And he's now... Uh, 
Can't believe he's 17. Here's what he looked like when he was a baby. Oh, the same, but just a bit bolder and smaller. OK, thanks very much. I'm just not that interested. No, no, there are some... The other thing is I know a lot of actors and performers, as you do as well. Mm. And sometimes the thing they do, which is... You do not want to do! Let this be a lesson to any performers out there. If you're not working, if you haven't got any work, if you're feeling a bit down, the temptation is to offload it as a sort of, you know, counselling system. Yeah. It, people think it's catching that. Don't do it. Oh, I haven't got any work. I can name a few people. Oh, I'm really down. It's not working out for me. I told you before about my friend Paul Putner. Yeah. I told you that with Keith Allen. Didn't I tell you that? You know, you know, Lily Allen's dad, Keith yeah. Allen, the actor. My friend Paul was. He said, "Was that some do?" And Keith Allen came up to him and said, um, "How's it going, Paul?" And he went, "Oh, you know, you know, it's like uh, I was up for the, a part. I didn't get it. I was down to the last two. That's happened twice this week. I thought I was going to do a commercial. It didn't quite work out." And Keith Allen went, "No, no, no. Let, let, let's try again, shall we? Because no one wants to hear that. Let's try again." And Paul went. So he said, how are you doing, Paul? He went, yeah, all right. He said, that's better. Because people think it's catching. Yeah. And people do that on Facebook all the bloody time. Yeah, it's not going to help you solve your problems. No. My suggestion is, rather than throwing it out to the universe, who, which, frankly, can sometimes... People on social media are assholes. Yes. They do not deserve that kind, that level of uh, confidentiality and, yeah. you know, and I mean in confiding with people. They don't deserve that. Tell it to someone who can do something about it or do something about it yourself. That's right. But throwing it open and expecting to get some sort of a ghost bloody hug or something That's is it. not going to soothe your soul. Quite right. If you've got a question, ask it. Would you like to scrape my bottom one day? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I just think that they're never going to find what they're looking for. No, that's quite right. Let's get back to your ghosty stories <laughs> as we go back to the 100 Club for part two of your live ghosty stories. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
if nobody else comes up with a decent story, it's going to Lisa and... What was her name, that lady? You, my love. It's Millie. It's Millie. Hello. Right. Does this involve... No sex. ...turning wood? Nope. <laughs> Involve, Go on. Involves witches. So I was, oh. I was born on Halloween. Right. And I grew up in a farmhouse. Right. And in the village I grew up in, the Go last on. witch to be put to death, well, sentenced to death, lived her final years in the village. Right. So we used to have, it was a detached house, and there used to be, every time the floorboards came up, my parents would hear babies crying, like a really sick baby. Bloody hell. So that was that. I never, I never heard it. Anyway, when I was in the bath one day, yeah. I was probably about 12. Slow down. <laughs> it's very scary. It's very scary. I think it's important that we just take the picture, the mental image that... How old were you at the time? About 12. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting the word. <laughs> Nonce. The spirits are very strong tonight. Spirits are very strong tonight. And so is the CID around here. So let's... <laughs> Go on, my love. You're in the bath. Yeah, and what happened? So it was really cold. Yes, okay. And I thought... Where am I going to get a towel from? The towel rail or the airing cupboard further away? Yes. Span around. The door was open. Right. Peering around the door was Clinton Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit was very strong. <laughs> yes. No, it was a guy with a black-brimmed hat. Bloody hell. With one of your celestial feathers. <laughs> Really? A man uh, yeah. with a, 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 like a sort of cowboy hat sort of thing? <laughs> no. no. Like a Quaker. He a had Quaker, a, yeah. yeah. He had a really ornate brooch and a big... A cloak. Quaker? Did he shoot his porridge all over the place? Or... <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll edit that out later. Might have warmed Disgusting. me up. Disgusting. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I span around and I said, that is not there three times. Yes. And it worked. You vanished. Is this absolutely... But oh, that's right, yeah. Quakers were meant to put witches to death. So me being oh, a gosh. Halloween girl, didn't like it. I think that's quite a good story, isn't it? I think that's quite good. I think that's going to the top spot. Thank you, Millie. Thank you. Please, who else has got... A... Yes, that... All right, well, let's just go to this oh, person God. at the back, then we'll come to you in a minute, my friend. Make it good... And make it moody and dramatic, please. What's your name, my friend? My name's Frank. F***ing hell. <laughs> Frank. Sa say me name. What? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, basically, it's... I used to work uh, in a theatre in, in the north of England in a big, plush, red, velvety, really creepy theatre. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is Leeds, yeah. yeah. Leeds, yeah. yeah. It's a Leeds story. And uh, I was the last... I was the only person in the building. It was really late at night, about one o'clock in the morning. OK, and, hold on. Uh, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Go on. And I used to do me rounds... I used to walk around with a... I had to sort of set up the uh, alarms. Yes. Turn the alarms on. 
and it was a really old antiquated system. Yes. And you have to test the alarm system first, check for any breaks around the building. Got it, yeah. And, uh, and it was this, this alarm system was from like the 60s, and this, I used to look on these panel of lights, and if one of the light didn't come on... Yeah, that's getting a bit boring now. All right, well, I had to... So I just basically had to fucking go around and look for the break, a door that hadn't been shut or something. <laughs> yes, and... and um, so I locked it all up, did it all in about 15 minutes, turned right. around, locked up, no one else in the building, went home, and I was the first person... Fucking shut up. <laughs> anyway, but so, quicker. yeah, so, yeah, so basically I locked all up, ran off home. Ran off home, yeah. I came back in the morning, I was the first one in, back Go, in the morning, yes. 7 o'clock, came in, fucking, <laughs> the stage door was just full of light, all the boxes had been chucked over everywhere. Yeah. And there was red carpet, and there was like footprints all over the carpet. What? What sort of footprints? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like indentations in the shank pile, sort of thing. Yeah, or was yeah, it... yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like footprints up up the stairs. Sort of thing. Like uh, shoes or? Yeah, if... shoes. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It wasn't his fucking trainer that had, had gone <laughs> loose. And... So I didn't actually see us, I didn't actually, no sightings, no fucking, you know, big black hats in mirrors or anything like that. But I right. did, I was, the, I was the last out, first in, no, no break-ins, nothing like that, no, no... Anyway, that's your lot. Don't be a poo-pooer. Don't be a poo-pooer, people. <laughs> Thank you very much, that's very good. Very good. Talking of which, theatres up north, I will be touring my show, Roller Ghoster. <laughs> Can we have another story, please? There's one over there. Oh, this chap. It's actually come on, mate. OK. Make it good, make it dramatic. Come on. Come on. This is for t a T-shirt. It's hard for me to talk about this. <laughs> But when I was a very young, my, my, my dad passed away. Oh, God, sorry. It's not your fault, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> and I never had a spiritual experience until that and you now. Right. Uh, and when I was about to lose my virginity... Virginity? Surprisingly. <laughs> and... Anyone who describes it as virginity... <laughs> Deserves not to lose it. <laughs> when I was about to lose my virginity... And <laughs> I was, as I was about to arise for the occasion... Yes. He arose from behind the curtain. Your dad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what he... And he just kept repeating this, the last words he ever said to me over and over again. Here we go, this is the punchline coming up. <laughs> and those last words were, son, put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you lost your virginity pointing a gun at someone. No, he died before that. <laughs> what is the significance of having sex with someone and losing your virginity? Treat them mean, keep them keen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I don't believe it that you've ever lost your virginity. <laughs> this chap down here, handsome fellow, definitely lost his. <laughs> We're nearly done with this. 
So, what's your name, my lad? My name's Harry. Harry, very, very dusky, kind of sexy voice. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw yourself in March. Harry. You what? At the Hundred Club as well. I saw yourself in March. Amazing time. Really inspired. Saw me, me in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? Here at the Hundred Club. Thank you. Yeah. It was an amazing performance, really inspired me. Yeah. And uh, it, it actually it. inspired myself and my friend here to yeah. uh, become ghost hunters. Come so, on. Ghost hunters. We thought we'd go see some ghosts. This could be good. This could be so, good. Go on. What, what happened was, Clinton, we, we saw a full moon and we got inspired and we thought, right, what's the best situation we could do here? Yeah. Correct. You know already because you're celestial realm, you know? Yeah. You've been through it already. You understand what I'm about to say here. So yes. naturally, we went to Highgate Cemetery. Yes, of course. Of course. So Karl what Marx happened was, is, Karl is Marx, Marx, yeah. no, and we'll get to that, so we'll tell you. Yeah, okay, well, hurry so up. So we got there, it was a full moon, but as you know, when there's a full moon, it's night. So when you get to Highgate Cemetery, unfortunately, at these times, it's closed. Right, okay. <laughs> so we didn't fucking realise that. Yes, okay. <laughs> so we get there, there's a ten-foot fence, and we think, you know what the natural thing is? There's only one way in. Yeah. Climb the fence. So Ollie here thought he'll climb it first, <laughs> fortunately he's... He's a bit taller than my five foot nine. Yes, he's, yes. He's going on six foot. That's what he says on the hinge. And uh, we climbed the fence and he said, I'll give you a leg up. Got the leg up, got over. Yes. And it was only until I got to the other side of the fence I realised I left my phone on the other side. Right. So fortunately, he is six foot, according to the hinge. Got back over, got the phone over, and we thought, right, we're going to go find a ghost. Yeah. So we went straight to Karl Marx's tomb. We said, right, that's lovely. Some flowers there. Mm -hmm. And then it all went very cold. Yeah, a bit like this audience after this story, yeah. <laughs> Can imagine? Yeah, it cooled the evening down nicely. Come on, come on, son, keep going! Get on with it, Harry, come on! <laughs> come on, Harry! You've been annoying everyone all night. <laughs> yes? You, you and you! So what happened was, it all went very cold, and the flowers that were there at Karl Marx's tomb they all just went and got caught up in the wind, and I thought, that's a bit weird. So they got caught up in the wind, they all left on the Karl Marx's tomb, and then we heard this noise, and one of the tombstones fell over, and at that point we thought, fuck, the security's yeah. here. Right. What we didn't realise was, that was actually one of the celestial realms. There was no one there when we went back. Yeah. It was absolutely just a ghost. Right. We had to run all the way down, okay. and then it was at that point I realised, my phone was still on the other side of the fucking okay. fence. Right. And there will be a fact sheet on this story available. <laughs> well, thanks very much for that. Now, the thing is... <laughs> no, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. It's Brevity is something that... Sometimes when you get on stage, just keep it nice and short. Now, look, I think we probably... Rip the arse out of that now. <laughs> if, unless anyone's going to steal it at the last minute. If Karl Marx comes in here now, then <laughs> I will believe you. I think we've probably done it, haven't we, ladies and gentlemen? I think that that will, that will go over two episodes. With that story, five. <laughs> I want to thank you. Let's have a round of applause as if it's the end of the podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to Glow there. Thank you to Glow. Lovely. 
From Take a Break, Fate and Fortune, our old friend Gordon Smith, the psychic barber. Oh, God. He's been up to his old tricks again. Has he been poo-pooing? He's the medium who doesn't seem to believe in ghosts. No. People say, oh, do you think it could be spooky, Gordon? You go, no, very unlikely. <laughs> very, very unlikely. Can executions increase what? hauntings? Asking for a friend. Why on earth? <laughs> I don't know. He went, someone's got, been wondering this and wants to ask Gordon this. Go on, ask the question. I hope to visit Bodmin Jail in Cornwall soon is a sentence I never thought I would hear myself <laughs> saying out loud. No. I understand the spirit of Selena... Badge. Wodge. Oh, Selena Wadge. Badge. Wadge. Oh, Selena Wodge. It's a very unfortunate surname. And I'm speaking to someone whose surname is Pollock. Selena Vadge. Only once when she was getting changed. Or Selena Wadge. Or Selena Wadge. Anyway, it sounds like a fanny. Selena Vadge. Selena Vadge. You can get an ointment for that. Selena Wadge, who was hanged for the murder of her child. Oh, sorry. Very nasty. And suddenly it's all gone very serious. Do you want to know if Selena Vadge is uh, uh, the murderer, still haunts the prison and tries to reach out to small children? Ghost Wadge. A ghost Wadge. Well, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> and instill, instill feelings of guilt and remorse on pregnant women. Oh, anyway, the question is, all vages aside, are places where public executions took place prone to hauntings? For some reason, Elaine Forsyth, 60, of Wiltshire, <laughs> desperate to know this. Yeah, so she wrote to and this Go- magazine. And Gordon says, rather unsurprisingly, go on. Hauntings of this nature happen more mm. in the mind of frightened people than in any reality. Oh, what When a we die, joy. our spirit moves on, but the memory of the emotion Emotional stain. He used the word stain. Emotional stain, yeah. Might be left like a residual energy in the fabric of the place. Those sensitive to such emotions will pick up on it. I've attended more so-called haunting places than I care to remember and never yet encountered the spirit of anyone trapped or stuck. I wonder why. God. Gordon, cheer up, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Bloody hell, Gordon. Here we are. Now we get to back to the stories again. <laughs> About Not the stories, the, the question. The, the, these are real problems. And as I say, Linda can help you. So don't speak to this magazine. Speak to Linda. Yeah, don't put it on Facebook. Don't ask the flipping people on social media. And don't write to these tosspots. No, right. Tell me. Yeah, here we go. Why do I attract creeps? Now, this is going to be interesting, potentially, isn't it? These are the musings of Isabel, who is 29 and from Halifax. I've been single for three years, and the men who've been interested in me have turned out to be creeps, right. all of them. One was hitting on my friend while dating me. Mm. Another used to, like, picking arguments just to see me get angry and upset. What is going on? Well, the answer from, I think it's Keely Potts, isn't it, says, oh, as I connect with your psychic energy, I can tell you've always been someone who wants to help others by changing them. No. Some people are like that, though. Fixers, yeah. Fixers. They, they, they get, you know, vulnerable people, I don't change they? change them. I can change them. Yeah, and it turns out they can. You see good where others see bad. And you always want to be the one who fixes problems others can't. This is your downfall. I'm not asking you to stop being kind, but I'm asking you to stop trying to... Stop! Trying to change people. Remember, you can't change others. They can only change themselves. As I tune into your future, I feel there's a new relationship around the corner with a softer soul chap, a hard worker who may be a little shy. Now, this chap you can help and you will bring bring him out of his shadows. I thought you were saying don't try and help them and don't try to change them. And she's going to, in the same breath, say... You can help (laughs) help this fella. And he'll bring him out of the shadows. Maybe it's Hank... 
He will have had a similar past to you. That's one for the youngsters, isn't it? He will have had a similar past to you and you will grow together. My question to you, Linda, have you ever been out with someone who needs saving? <laughs> um... No, in my case, um, there have been a number of people I've been out with who seem like a fun time, but were actually a batshit time. Right. Um, and uh, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, I am mental health aware and everything. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just yeah. saying that they were just they were just daft. Um, but then, you know, we were young. Um, no, I've never done that because I really do believe that when someone shows themselves to you yes. the first time, yes. believe them, right? When oh. someone tells you who they are, believe them. Oh, they say, I love it. Go I, on. Can't, I can't stay faithful. I Okay, thanks for letting me know. Ta-ta! Yes, Boundaries. Why, why, would, why would someone say that? Well, because they think they're sort of... I think it's they appeal to the sort of person that we're discussing here, Isabel, 29 of Halifax, who goes... Oh, but I'll be the exception because I'm kind. We were brought up with this bullshit Cinderella stuff, right? Yeah. Where being patient and kind and uncomplaining is yeah. going to win you the prince. Right. Ladies, let me tell you something. All you're going to end up with is ugly sisters in, in, in trousers. Right. You are not going to do that. You've got to get it for yourself. Stop waiting for someone to save you or someone to recognise your your beauty and your um, kindness. Yes. Get someone who deserves you straight away. Not Stop working on people. Uh, stop working on people and concentrate on looking after yourself. Uh, are you listening, ladies? I know that it's mostly incel types who listen to my podcast. <laughs> Since Andrew Tate has been holed up in Romania, you just come to me. The same goes, actually, for chaps. There are some very soft-hearted chaps who end up being given the runaround because they think, oh, if I'm nice enough, then it, uh, I will deserve better. Sounds like me. Sounds like oh, me. Oh, you're, you're what, always what a, giving and giving and getting what, nothing in return. What about if a, a creep says to you... Oh, you just stank me. Would you do... <laughs> Would you do that? Um... I don't mean now. Let's finish this. (laughs) Let's finish this first. How can I feel satisfied? Although I enjoy uh, sex, I've never fully climaxed. Oh, my God. My husband is aware, but I don't talk about it as it affects his confidence. I believe it's a mental block. Can one of your rituals help me, Sandra? 33, No, but if you go and get a rampant rabbit... Oh! ...and a spare afternoon... Oh, that's absolutely... I've got a ritual for you. Oh, I bet... (laughs) Many people haven't reached the highs of full orgasm, but don't worry, this ritual should do the no, trick. talk to your husband or get someone you can talk to. <laughs> First, place a flower next to a candle and shove it up, no, no, in your living room. Light the candle. Are we talking about flowers and candles? Yeah, I think, so. I think it is. <laughs> Light the candle saying, let me see the flame of my power. Oh, my God. On a gift tag, write a love message to your partner, <laughs> ending with, meet me in the bedroom to see my power. Blow the candle out, walk to your bedroom with it, set a timer on your phone. for Bloody complicated, this isn't it? Set a timer on your phone for 40 minutes. This is your foreplay time. 40 minutes? 40 minutes of foreplay? Linda's not even blanching. <laughs> That's nearly a full first half of football. <laughs> this is your foreplay time. The challenge is to hold back as long as you can. Oh like God. Sting. Uh, oh, yeah, tantric. Relight the candle saying, it's time to show and hear my power. Ooh. Take the petals from the flower, sprinkle them on the bed and finish what you've started. Enjoy and remember you are in charge. If he's getting carried away, slow him down. Use your power. I think that's actually quite quite 
harmful advice. Why? Because rather than going for, why don't you talk to him about it and don't... This mental block. No, it's not. It's a, it's a communication block, right? Light a candle. She, she doesn't want to affect his confidence, so she doesn't want to discuss what's going on. No wonder she's not getting anywhere. Well, he, doesn't know, he doesn't know what to do. It's like saying to someone, right, here's a car. You've never driven one before. Yeah. And you don't know what it feels like to drive one. But just have a go. I'm sure I'll be fine. Well, she's 33. I mean, she, she's not like she's, you know, she must know something. Give him some guidance. He'll thank you for well, it. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I'm going to make him taste my donut. How about that for a kick-off? Also, if he's the sort of person who's going to go, oh, forget it then, if you ask for what you want, is it really the sort of person you should be sharing your flower with? It's embarrassing, though, isn't it, telling people what you want? Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> 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 now, Huge Davis, who I met at a lovely gig in York. Huge? Yeah, he was huge as well. Blimey. Well, welcome to the Theatre Royal York. Occasionally I do play nice venues. I'm with Huge Davies. And he's here, he's a, he's a super, super stand-up, and he's on in a minute. But he wanted, he called me to one side, didn't he? And he wanted to tell me something rather spooky. Yes, I have a spooky of a ghost story for you. Now, I actually don't believe in ghosts, so this was like a real moment for me. I was staying at a former girlfriend's house. She had told me previously that there were ghosts in the house and she used to chat with them when she was a kid. Now, I thought this was pretty laughable at the time. Right. Um, and probably maybe one of the big red flags because I knew that eventually... Because she took it so seriously, but I knew eventually she'd, I'd have to How breach this. How old were you? When was her previous girlfriend? I mean, was she... I mean, was it kind of 12, 13? Or were you a fully grown adult? We, this was about three, two, two three years ago. So okay. it was like, Yeah, it All was right. like... You know, adults at this time. And she yeah. said that she spoke to a ghost on her bed like he would come in and he would have a he would chat with her and they would talk a lot right in her head or physical no physically bed. he would sit on her bed and they would have a chat like I thought she was so you thought it was all nonsense yeah I thought she was mental yeah um, but I was like you know you know what like there's you know I like the most of it um, so I'll put up with this and when, when we get to her house her, it was a family home yeah when we eventually get there yeah I will just obviously see if there's no ghost and that'd be fine then we can just get move we so in this house she had a TV that was like impossible so you know when you're like trying to negotiate a TV and you're like and it's like it's there's like three remotes and you can't get on and it's like even it's her family home she was even like let's like leave this I don't like we didn't we just watched something on the laptop yeah we were going to bed and then there was like this we were going to bed it's, it's qu quite like a it's sort of it was sort of a big house it's in, it's in Fife so it's like the middle of nowhere it's so Scotland, yeah. yeah and so it was like nowhere there was like quite an empty sort of house mm -hmm. and we were the only two people there there was like quite a big one mm -hmm. and then she was like um, and we just heard something in the house right hold on you're up in bed by now so we're, we're about to get into couldn't, bed we're getting ready for bed turn the telly on let's just go to bed yeah so we're in bed right yeah. uh, we hear something in the, and she's like someone's in the house and I'm at this point I'm like I also know that someone's I'm like someone, someone's in the house something. I can hear something in the house so it was her parents house or her house parents house she, her mum had gone away right. so we were just occupying a house for a bit because it's like filthy bugger I bet you were oh yeah yeah. we were, we were occupying we were doing crazy stuff right. and we were um, so I, she's scared obviously mm. and I'm also scared but I went looking around the house and took a big I think I found well, a big stick well, so, I know you? yeah big boy 
took a big stick. I was going around the house very cautiously, and I was like, I was like, there's something in. I think I, I remember thinking there's someone there was someone in the house. So I was actually quite scared. Yeah. We go into the living room where the noises are coming through. The TV. Yes. Has turned on. Right. It is playing. I'd say like 1950, like 1915 swing music, kind of like, like like in an actual horror film. Uh, uh, was there a, was there a sight on the t- was so it was visual like, or it, just it was plugged in? So it's like it goes on. So you know when you go backwards on the channels, it goes to the radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on like an old radio station. The light program, Some, the BBC. Yeah, probably something like Bloody that. Hell. But it was playing that this like. <laughs> kind of you know what I'm talking about and it honestly made my it chilled me right and I couldn't even find the remote do you know what I mean like we couldn't even turn it off because and there's like no way this TV could have turned on like like even if the remote has somehow fallen off the sessie hit the button turn on like you have to use three controllers to get to that point we knew that because we tried earlier that day she was so scared like she was so scared mm. and I knew that she, like there's possibly that she's pranking me because she knows that I don't believe in that stuff right. there's no way she could have pranked this it mm. turned on but she doesn't know how I don't know how to delay action turn on a TV right. okay but yeah at that moment I was like there is a ghost in this house and it's listening to it's listening to music Huge. can I ask you this? yeah so when she says I mean was there any correlation between that and the ghost that used to sit on her bed she said that was the ghost that was sitting on her bed how did she know she said that that's the music he liked what he he's announced he likes that music well I think they just used to chat a lot I think she was just quite she's an only child do you know what I mean and he used to chat to her and say oh I'm quite keen on early 50s brass bands I think he just was from that that, that period he was just I've been in the war and that you know did she give him a name uh, yeah I did I think it, because well, I knew Glenn Miller was it? <laughs> it was Glenn Come Miller. Back. It was playing his music on the telly. <laughs> it was Lloyd. It was Lloyd. It was Lloyd George. Yeah. It was the president. Yeah. Um, no, she, no I, she did give him a name, but because I thought it was rubbish, you just I was like not even paying attention to the detail. Okay. Like if she was like, there was a real man in my house, and this, was, I would pay attention. But she was like, as it goes to me, chat. I'm like, I'm sort of, I've already turned so off. When? So she was still scared. She didn't go. Oh, I've seen it all. I grew up with it. She was still scared, but she hadn't seen the ghost since she was a child. But she. Did did warn me before we went there that there was a ghost. Do there was you a ghost think there. the ghost was going, get your hands off her, she's mine, or I'm a guardian to her, or that sort of thing? Possibly. But if, if the ghost was doing that, then possibly maybe what you wouldn't do is oh there's someone upstairs that's getting that's uh, you know get, there's a strange there's a stranger yes. with this with this girl I grew up with or but she that she's in the house the, the last thing you want to do is the ghost would just be to watch telly or to, maybe to turn it up so you can't hear anything I mean we weren't even we just, we just went to bed did the song didn't you know weren't any, you know you didn't feel like he's putting some words to the song oh I'm a ghost I'm a ghost it's a, it's a, it's get a, your hands off her I'm going to bop you get her fucking ghost it was you man you were there could have been that, was, that was a big hit back in the early hit. 50s just before the coronation yeah 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 huge that's fascinating and I believe it because I am a believer you're a believer I'm not a pooper I'm very much so very but much. I'm a believer now but I wasn't until I fully believed there was a ghost in that okay. room there's no and then we were like trying to figure out other way we're like maybe a neighbour has turned it on from the house they're
possibly even prank us with. Do you, you know what I mean? You must have been unable to sleep that night. Yeah, we didn't sleep. Like, we um, we stayed up all night. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we have it. Thank you very, very much. I believe that. I believe my, my listeners will believe it. You're going to number two on the leaderboard this week. Thank you so much. Super. Thank you, Hugh Davis. Thank you. This is one of our favourite things. Paula O'Brien with her pendulum predicts <laughs> from Fate and Fortune. It, the, the pendulum gives you the answer. She flicks her pendulum and you ask the question, right? I mean, it's a basis for making your big life decisions, obviously. <laughs> Paula's pendulum, please. First question, put the music on. Can I plan my party? Yeah. I'll be 50 in two years' time and everyone keeps asking what I'm going to do to celebrate. I doubt that. They won't give a shit. You're 48. That's true. They'll ask no you when you're 49. No one cares. Exactly. Oh, what are you going to do? I'd like to have a party, but it still seems like a long way off to me. It is. Should I start planning my celebration? Says Lucy, 48 of Hampshire. Well, what do you think? The pendulum is flicked and it says yes. <laughs> Lucy, after the last few years we've all been through, I don't think it's ever too early to start planning something so beautiful and to have to look forward to. Go for it, girl. What? what, what you're pointless, not... pointless, right? right. What's she going to do? Get people to save the date for two years' time. Do you not think life will happen to them in the meantime? They'll forget. That's true, but it's a nice thing to look forward to. So cynical, Linda. You can look forward to it, but I don't think it should be anyone else's business. I think it's fair to say you are not yet 50. No. And, and when I am, I'm going to sneak through it and I'll pretend it's not You're not happened. going to have a do? No. Are you sure? What for? Oh, it's nice. I had a bit of a do. I had a bit of do at my house. Did um, you? Yeah. When? When I was 50. Well, Keep you know? I'm older than that. I'm bloody 55 now. I know it's hard to believe. Hello? Silence. We weren't working together then. You didn't have a big party and not invite me. No, we weren't. I didn't know you then, but I yeah. didn't invite you at that time. Ruth yeah. was there. Ruth. Is it time to retrain? <laughs> now, this I like. I've always wanted to be a midwife, but at the age of 18, I'd had enough of studying, and then I met my future husband, and we had kids. But this past year, I felt the urge again to become one. Is the timing right? Kalia, 31, ghoul... Yorkshire. Pendulum says yes. My very good friend in heaven, Dr Wayne Dyer, always said, don't die with the music still in you. Mm. It's time to write your song. And the pendulum nearly fell off its chain while answering this. Can I just say, <laughs> I really like that. I think that, you know, there's so many boring jobs you could do. Why not be a bloody midwife? What a fantastic thing to do. we got friends who live down the road here. He's a train driver, she's a midwife. And uh, Phil... Both work in tunnels. Exactly. And, and uh, but she, she's not on strike like him. But <laughs> what I will say is proper jobs, those yeah. are. Proper jobs! Pillars of the community. Pillars of the community, like me. You know, they're doing something useful. I'm sitting here spouting, giving readings for people. <laughs> and look, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've probably reached the end of this show. We've finished on some... Wonderful advice there. Linda, you've been an absolute treat. Thank you. Thank you very much. Will you come back next week? Uh, all probably, yes. All probability. Look, thank you to everyone who's been in touch with the show. Why don't you pleat the podcast? Why don't you get in touch with your problems? Yeah, why don't you? Also, why don't you get in touch with your ghost stories and actually follow through? Yeah, come and tell us a proper ghost story and, and allow us to record it. What you can do now, Linda? I'm going to go and flick my pendulum. Ah! Oh, the pendulum saying yes to that. It nearly fell off its hinges. Until <laughs> <laughs> till next week. Bye bye, guys. Bye. Love 
Obviously, my thanks to Linda Pollock, Johnny Awesome, Hughes Davis and Glow for this final song with accompaniment by Archie Levy. Now, there are 100 club shows in London on Sunday, December the 3rd, uh, Sunday, January the 28th, yes, next year, and Sunday, February the 11th. Please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. Come on, you're going to love it. If you gotta, if you gotta Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow Thanks for listening. See you next time. Namaste. And I hope you had a lovely time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. <laughs> Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fading nail.